Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop game podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog gaming. Tabletop news. Dungeons and Dragons. Stupid, mindless, bad. There will definitely be some bet. That's probably our best. That, that's, that's, our, that's our best feature. Hey, geeks and nerds, goofballs, weirdos, dorks, dweebs, trekkies. <laughs> I, my thesaurus open. It's uh, Rebeculous here uh, doing your uh, Geeks of Cascadia podcast number 75 with my good buddy, still Paul. Hey, I'm still Paul. Sorry, I wasn't supposed to introduce you. We're a little off because off. Blue, Blue Samurai is not here. Not in here. Case he, he usually um, drives the boat. He does. And uh, in case you didn't notice, yeah, he's definitely not here. But we're going to do the best we can. We're going to take you through episode 75. We are going to talk to, uh, well, among other things, we have our usual segments with the games and the cons. Uh, but we um, have an interview with Amy Gambala. She is the executive director and um as you said still paul uh among other things any other among other many hats that she yes. wears uh, for dragonflight yes that was great this year i really enjoyed it yes as did i and we talked to her this year at dragonflight and um and and we've talked to her before and she's wonderful so we'll have that interview as well as an interview with uh rebecca horowitz who rebecca. created Becca, she goes by Becca on her game, though, uh, that we talked about. Um, it does say Rebecca Horowitz. Anyone named Rebecca can't be all bad. And she created this beautiful game uh, called Annapurna. Hopefully you can see a little bit. Uh, yes. Up there on the YouTubes. I played it. I finally played it. And, uh, and it's great. It's a great game. We talked to her um, also. So we're going to talk about those two interviews or show you folks those two interviews. And um, I guess what we normally do at this time um, after Blue Samurai's words of wisdom and inspirational quotes, <laughs> uh, he, uh, we talk about the con news. Con news. Con and that's, news. <laughs> I wish we could like go like reporters, like you'd be the re- eye in the sky with the con news and your helicopter. You'd be like, hey, this is still Paul with <laughs> <laughs> yes, your gorilla <laughs> helicopter. The whole um, um, Les Nessman sort of a thing. Oh, yes. I'm so they, old. These, these folks don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I've designed my office at work Look around Les Nessman. <laughs> look it up. Um, watch it. Don't just look it up. Watch it. It's a cute. Show. You should watch it. You should. Um, no, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> should. They should. It, it was from the, the 70s. You know how misogynistic that show is going to be in hindsight? And they had the token black guy in there. So they more than just misogyny. Yeah, Venus Flytrap. Did you watch oh, it? Or right. did you watch it? I thought it was just so racist. Just the one. Just the one. <laughs> well, I mean, black people didn't come around until like this like millennium right here. They so, weren't around. This is just... It's representation by percentage, right? Isn't that? Kids don't watch sitcoms from the 70s or early 80s because it's just racist and it's all misogyny. Watch them, but if you do know that, go watch. Don't watch Three's Company. Oh, God. Just on not funniness. Don't watch that. (laughs) Anyway, this is a whole different podcast. It really is. It really is. You are here (laughs) to to talk about the cons of life. There's not a whole lot coming up because a lot of you know people will put things on pause because of the situation. And this what is situation is that? Situation. A <laughs> 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 new dragonflight thing. Um, oh yes, your wiggly air quotes that My aren't. They're like. Water. <laughs> <laughs> you do them like an ant. Ant antennas. You don't need to wiggle them. You just move them together <laughs> as one. That's an <laughs> air quote. It's not like this. <laughs> So Wait, Rich, Richard Nixon gone. <laughs> so, anyway, that was a president. There's not guys. much. We have Emerald City Comic Con, which is an in-person live show with actual people and things. Are there emeralds? There's no emeralds. It is at the Wash State Convention Center, which is that horrible thing over I-5 in Seattle. I don't know who to blame about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe we could use a few more lanes. Anyway, we're going to have Hayden Christensen. Oh, nice. Very um, nice. Jim Lee, John Cena, LaVar, <gasps> M.F. Burton. No. And Tim F.M. Curry. Damn. Oh, Tim Curry. Amongst, <gasps> Are you serious? Yeah. At, at Emerald City Comic Con this year. Oh, and that is going Curry. to be um, December 2nd through the 5th. I will be there December 2nd through the 4th working for our good friend, um, Rug Dussel. Oh, Helping cool. him with his talent. And, um, oh, I'm going to have FOMO because you're going to meet Tim Curry. I'm not going to meet Aiden Tim Curry. I'm going to meet voice, voice actors. Um, my cat. Yeah. Can't but, get up. Get out. It's still going to be fun. I'm so super stoked to be at Emerald City Comic Con helping really run cool. photos with famous voice actor people. That's um, cool, man. Dang. And Again, Amy, I have Chu, Amy Jo Johnson, Brian Clevenger, Clevenger, Cat Rambo. Cat Rambo. Cat Rambo? Charlie Why do I know that name? Clifford Chapin. I'm sorry, there's people Chapman. I don't know. Oh, Clint McElroy. There's going to be McElroys, and you're not familiar with the McElroys. Do you see uh, my deer in headlights look? It's no. the, like the most famous podcast, My Brother, My Brother and Me. Okay. Also, The Adventure Zone. Oh. Um, his sons have a podcast called My Brother, My Brother and Me. Nice. And then they play. They have like a D&D live play podcast called um, The Adventure Zone. That's cool. It's kind of like Larry, Daryl, and Daryl. Yeah, except yeah, except also of this time period. They give not. they give dubious advice. <laughs> um, so anyway, Emerald City Comic Con's coming up. I'm super nice. stoked about that. Maybe nice. I can go to Clint McElroy and get some of that McElroy juju on me. That would be great. If you, if you meet if you meet Tim Curry, please, 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 just get a picture, whether he is willing or not. Just get one. Just get up there and grab him. You're a big guy. Our viewers don't know, but you're very tall. Grab them and take a picture. Here, Send it to me. <laughs> to show it's our samurai. viewers. Oh. Yeah, you're well, fine. You're fine. Look at that. It's blue samurai. Anything untoward. <laughs> Put them on speakerphone. <laughs> oh, you jump in. Jump in. We just started. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, was no, that no, blue, blue samurai? samurai? He's going to jump in right now. Calling you from his dojo? Fan, in case you didn't notice. He what? He what? He's a Huey Lewis fan. Oh, do we need to say that? Well, do we want to say um, that? Does anyone really need to know that? Who's Huey Lewis? <laughs> Who's Huey Lewis? <laughs> um, also coming up, we have um, OrcaCon. Have you heard of OrcaCon? No. They're, are they're there... our main sponsor. Um. You're sponsored by whales. Um, yeah, like the whole wow. thing. Yeah, that's really big. That's yeah, really big. Whales of them. send us all kinds of money and stuff to um, put on a game convention in Bellevue in January every year. This year is going to be the seventh through the ninth. Nice. And it's going to be super fun. We're going to we're um, being super careful. We've got all plans for COVID things. Um. Plans for COVID things. Yes. Really I, well described. A whole lot of attention to, I'm the treasurer, so I don't really plan the things. You just hold the treasure. I just hold the treasure <laughs> and pay the bills. Oh my gosh. <laughs> who is, who is that? Who is, who is I, I that? Don't I don't know that name. I thought it was blue. Up there on the screen and stuff. That was blue samurai. That was calling in. Oh, and you have your full name on the screen. Hey, <laughs> hey blue samurai here. Change your names, cornholes. Change <laughs> yeah. your names. Change them to cornholes. I already <laughs> did the intro, sir. The intro is already completed. <laughs> and uh, that's I all right. Suck. That's I all right. Suck. Well, I'm hey. glad you're alive. We're actually worried about you. You're not busy or anything, are you? You're not doing stuff? No, this is all I got. Um, I'm, making, I'm making really good podcast money. Um, <laughs> you know? Still, Paul, your name is has this weird last name. You it's, don't care. They're gonna. Everyone's gonna be able to find you and look you up. Hang outside my house if they want. Come to your house. It's Everett. Sure, I sure live the only. There's always probably the only Anderson crazy. in Everett. I'm the only. We uh, we talked about the con news. I'm not sure if Paul is finished. Talking about the con news. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm We're done. done. There. 
is happening on 7th through 9th. Go to orcacon.org and buy your pet badge and reserve your room and see who the special guests are. I'm going to go ahead and list a few of those right now. I'm on the wrong page. We've got um, Orion Black. Our artist guest of honor is Valentine Barker. We've got Bianca Anderson. I love Bianca. She and I worked the um, Diversity Lounge at Pat at um, PAX Prime, by the way, one year. I'm a little bit um, jealous of all these wanna... cool first names, man. Bianca, Valentine. Right. I wish I had a decent name. I don't. You don't want to call it PAX West, huh? It's, no, it's not. It's PAX Prime. Just deal with it every wow. Ooh, just, okay. just deal. Oh, there's a little tension here at the <laughs> Cascadia Studios. Um, amongst others, also, I know, I know Blue Samurai is looking forward to this one. He's going to skip Orcacon because it's the same weekend. We've got Van Hoover Pony Expo. Oh. January 7th through 9th. What? Do you so have an affinity for ponies? BC's only My Little Pony Fan Convention. Oh, yes. That is your thing, isn't it, Blue Samurai? It's such a yeah, I've, I've seen I your collection. We, we all went there. I remember one year. We were all dressed up as ponies. He, Blue Samurai viewers, you know, he carries around his little plastic brush to brush their tails. <laughs> he does. Because um, the purple one is his favorite. Yeah. yeah. Nope, yeah. not going to that. Hey, man, no, <laughs> no judging. Hey, no judgment. It's okay. Not, this is a I'm safe judging, place, I'm man. Just saying I'm not going to that. <laughs> I heard a little. Judgment. Are you going to Orcacon instead? Uh, I am going to Orcacon. Oh, that's good. Yes. So you prefer orcas to ponies? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your if you're going to cosplay, be the bigger thing. The, mm-hmm. Chomps on things. Mm-hmm. Chomps mm-hmm. on ponies. Chomps on ponies. Wow. And really, pony, pony the, hater. It's really all we have for con news because there's not much going on. Okay. Rebecca, do you want to do some game news? Who's Rebecca? Rebeculous. I do want to do some game news. I'm trying to recover from my realization that Blue Samurai is a pony hater, but that's fine. Um, So so I decided uh, to, I, I apologize. I ended up having to work today and was not very prepared. What was that? What was that word? Oh, work. It's the opposite. Mean? It's the opposite of what you're doing right now. Okay. That's the opposite okay. of what I do. Okay. It's the opposite of retired. <laughs> anyway, I decided to highlight a few games uh, from Washington. And, um, and these are the newest games listed on Kickstarter um, because I like choosing the newest. I want to kind of get people in to help these, these developers out. And um, the first one I caught my eye is a Biome Borneo. Uh, it is from Goat Rock Games, and their mission is to create games that explore the unknown with uniquely crafted experiences. experiences. Uh, this is a uh, strategic game. It's about Earth's oldest rainforest, and surprise, surprise, it's been decimated at unprecedented levels. This is not fiction, people. To restore balance, increase native plant and animal biodiversity as you can compete for space and resources. Uh, Working towards what was once lost, watch the board steadily transform into a lush, vibrant rainforest biome. Um, Borneo, why Borneo, you ask? Uh, It is the third world's third largest island, has the greatest deforestation risk on earth. Uh, And they want to give, these game creators want to give attention to it because of that reason. Um, And attention to a lot of the animals and things that may go extinct. toucans and orangutans and all these wonderful creatures that live on Borneo. So um, beautiful game, lots of hexagonal puzzle pieces uh, fit together. looks like it's not very difficult to play or set up and um, it's for all ages. And I don't know how long it takes, probably the average, I don't know, about an hour or so, depending on it takes however long you want it to take. I am. I was looking for that because they usually list that, but anyway, um, so biome, Borneo, and that looks just sweet to me. I'll be backing that. Looks like they probably just got on board. Not too many backers as of yet. Uh, the next one that caught my eye, um, which is completely different from that, it's called Marvel Dice Throne. Throne as in like game of, 
like that thrown, not like you've thrown oh, oh, yes. the dice. Not yeah. Thrown up. Yeah. And uh, there's, there's a few Marvel games out there. There's quite a bit actually, but um, this one looks Marvel nifty. Puzzle looks Quest. fast. Marvel Puzzle Quest, Paul's second job. That could now be his first job if he wanted it. No. But there's no room in our alliance for you. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this is just a fast game with um, cards and dice, uh, fast play, accessible rules, insane <clears throat> replayability, insane replayability. I'm, I guess that means you're going to love it and it's going to be quick and easy and you're going to play it again and again. That sounds like something I'd like. Um, and choose your hero. There's many to choose from Thor, Spider-Man, uh, Doctor Strange, yada, yada, all the big players, Scarlet Witch, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. Roll dice to activate the abilities. Uh, upgrade your abilities. Um, there are action cards, and you get victory by reducing your opponent's health dial to zero. <laughs> ah. um, this is, uh, yeah, this is Marvel Dice Throne, and it is by, I forgot to mention who it's by, Well, it's out of Spokane, and I don't know who it's by. Spokane. That's Spokane. Spokane. Don't do that. It's Spokane. Uh, So Marvel Dice Throne. Marvel Dice Throne. And then I thought this one was kind of nifty. It's a cute little game called Mind Monsters. Mind Monsters. Um, And it looks really cute, but... Uh, it is called the Monstory Adventure Card Game and specifically targeted for people living with anxiety and stress. Um, the, Why yes. would people have anxiety and stress in these I wonderful, easy, golden age times? That's what I said to myself. Created by <laughs> Umit, U-M-I-T, Umit. Okay. That's a person or a company. Um, it's... Uh, Oh, they just exceeded their goal on Kickstarter, but you know, if you uh, if you pledge now, you can get um, you can get extra things if you keep pledging, extra little fun things. This is out of West Seattle, and basically, as still Paul was alluding to sarcastically, uh, March 2020 is what the creator says seemed like the right time to start working on a mental wellness project. Everything um, is fine. Yeah, uh, they um, started. It's a father daughter team. And they wanted to come up with a fun way to uh, meet the challenges, the stressful challenges that people are feeling and help people recognize and deal with the mind monsters that they face every day. Um, The game was actually originally called Think Like a Hero, and it turned into Mind Monsters. Um, And uh, let's see, looks like... Looks like there's... I'm always drawn to the ones with colorful cards and pieces, uh, but not so much that you're overwhelmed. Um, there's quite a bit in the instructions here, yet it also seems very easy to play. And there's a lot. You should just check out this Kickstarter well, it, Mind it really, Monsters really page. Seems like, I looked at it too. It seems like their coping strategy is better than mine, which is a just add vodka. Although there's something about your coping strategy that appeals. <laughs> there's nothing that says you can't do both. Am I right? It's true. Anyway, Mind Monsters. So this looks really neat and uh, looks like it's for all ages, um, a family game, and it uh, doesn't look like it takes too long. So um, it's cute. I like that a lot. And uh, finally, inspired by Still Paul, Hair of the Dog. <laughs> Hair of the Dog. Backed it. <laughs> Take, yes, you did. You haven't played it yet, right? But you've it's not backed out it. Yet. I guess you don't have it. Couldn't have played it. Have you it. don't have it. Take, take over a dog friendly pub in your quest to pet the most dogs. And, uh, oh my gosh, this is adorable. I'm going to have to back this too. You can't, it's over. This is uh, two to eight players, 30 to 60 minutes, adorable cards. Looks like there's a few dice. Looks like the setup is super easy and cute. And uh, here we have the only pub in town where the floof is always flowing and the drinks are always full price. Wait a minute. Now you lost me. Anyway, (laughs) uh, hair of the dog. And before I go, Wait, with the butt hair of the dog, I'll bring it to your house when I get it. It's by Cherry oh. Pick Games. Cherry Pick Games, Friends thank you. Friends of Alex Chirovic. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll bring it to your house, and we will um, um, have a drink or a beer and um, have some hair of the dog. Thank you. That sounds actually really good. There was uh, one more that kind of caught my eye, but my wonderful technological prowess has 
has has made me um lose it and now i'm looking at porn so i'm done <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay well um i will did follow I, up did i say that out loud it's okay we're not judgy you know <laughs> um so just to let everyone know uh go to your game store right now if you're into D, pick up this band's treasury of dragons uh i i have the book and it is amazing and if you go to your um your game store, you will get an alternate cover. So Ooh. please get that. Check it. Support your local game store. Uh, coming up in December 7th is Strixhaven Curriculum of Chaos. Again, get that at your bookstore. Pick that up. Also, uh, D&D Beyond, if you do have D&D Beyond. Uh, other uh, announcements in the tabletop game news is uh, Games Workshop announces New Age of Sigmar Battle Force boxes. That's, uh, it's not just 40K that's getting new Battle Force boxes, but Age of Sigmar as well. So check that out. Also, um, there's going to be a Green Friday sale from 15 to 28 November. Um, AEG has, uh, is putting out Tiny Towns. So if you like that, I've never played it. Maybe we should review it someday, but check that out. Uh, WizKids, because it's uh, that time of the year, they've got a... Krampus promo figure. What? I don't know what you're going to do with what? it. Yeah, Krampus. Yeah, remember, the, the first part of Krampus is Kramps, ladies. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. yeah. So, so when you when you talk about something where you get the uh, alternate cover when you go to your local game store, is that mm -hmm. how the um, uh, designers or creators of, of that book purposely intend it so that they support the local games, local smaller game stores. Yes, is that, yes, that's really cool. I like that very much. That's it's neat. Pretty, I'm all about the alternate covers of anything. Yeah, I, I know some people want to like go on Amazon, but I think for this, just go to your local game store, man. I yeah. mean, you know, I, it's like seven thing. bucks. Come on. There you go. All right, I'm gonna interrupt you. You're talking about cramps. Yeah, right. I was I tuning mean, in. What? Well, you know, WizKids puts out puts out these figures, and they're just doing this promotional like. You know, winter celebration Krampus figures. Oh, so, Krampus. Uh, Krampus. Yes, Krampus. Oh, that's totally different. Are they painted? Uh, they look painted. Boo. Krampus is scary. I don't like Krampus. Maybe, maybe you can get unpainted. Santa's too. scary too, but. If I get an unpainted one, my wife would love that. Oh, your well, wife paint, and, paints and good it, things. And if uh, you love miniatures, and I know some of our friends do play a lot of miniatures, Flames of War, uh, coming out from Battlefront is U.S. Forces Battle of the Bulge. And there'll be, uh, I guess, a bunch of new figures that are coming out. So check that out. Uh, I, I'm looking at it right now. It looks pretty cool. There's a M4 Easy 8 platoon. Um, so that's pretty cool. U.S. Uh, US tank platoon. So that's pretty cool. And then a uh, Sherman platoon. So like Pe like awesome. Peabody and Sherman, like Mr. Peabody no. and Sherman, like that. No. <laughs> no, no, I know you're trying to be cute, but it's not working for you. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree, sir. I think it is. Hey, I tell you what's really cool though, um, and I played it is Necromunda, and uh, there's new releases from I think it's called New Van Sarge releases available from Forge World. Uh, so they're putting out some Necromunda figures, so check that out if you're into that. Vansar's Gangs, that's it, Vansar's Gangs. Sorry, didn't do that right. Um, also, what else we got? Games Workshop announces Battle in Balin's Tomb Board game. Hmm. 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 Maybe? Is that, a, is that an RPG? Maybe. Well, no, it's a board game. Based upon Lord of the Rings. Based upon a battle. Oh, neat. Okay. Hmm. check it out cool cool yeah well that's uh that's all i got for uh my my game news so um what do we got next still Paul? I, I think we're gonna just jump into our interview. interview with um amy gimbala from dragon flight convention oh we're gonna do amy and then dragon 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 flight flight no? yeah we're gonna do, uh, what we'll do is we'll, we'll talk to amy Okay. And then we will talk and about. Then we're going to talk to Becca later. Oh, you got we, that. We can talk about our experience at Dragonflight. And then yeah. we can talk to Becca. And then we can talk about like Shang-Chi or the Wheel. Oh, no, you can't talk about that. I haven't seen it. 
Oh, okay. there's an Asian guy, and he um. Oh, forget it. I know the rest. That's fine. It's I, a story I, about me. I can figure it out. Yeah, yeah. It's, about, it's about it's about story this. about me. Yeah. It's about time. It's about time. Jump into the interview with Amy Gambala uh, right now. Hey, geeks. Guess what? What? It's day three of Dragonflight, mm-hmm. and we are winding down. Ugh. And so we always, the last couple of years since we have been to this amazing convention, is we do kind of a wrap-up. So we drag Amy up to the <laughs> microphones <laughs> at tired and ragged because she's been running this con and maybe a little stressed out but actually she is towards the end you can see the light at the end I of the feel tunnel like my hair should be messier yes amy thank you very much great con we're gonna clap because this is a yay, yay. this is like a you had a little bit of a break break i think we all had a break last year so it's really good yeah. to actually yeah. see people exactly. i know so thank you what do you think so far all right. uh, what do you think about this con so far so good i mean it's i think it's been actually pretty good um we, you know, we didn't know what to expect. It was, yeah. is it, how many people are we going to get? How's it going right. to go? Um, we definitely hit 500 people this weekend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's combination of three-day badges and day passes. But, you know, 500 people mm-hmm. isn't bad. Um, 330 games in the system this weekend? 330 wow. events wow. Okay. ran? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so, you know, that's not bad for in the middle of a pandemic, right? Don't know. I think it's great, and for I think for ninety nine point nine nine percent of the people that came here, uh, they were all cool and courteous, and they knew they had to be vaccinated and masked yes. up, except for one person. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, but we, but that got smoothed over. So it's it's, it's been good. it's. I mean, we've had our challenges this week, this weekend. It's been a little, you know, we've there's I've had a couple of mm-hmm. interactions with people. Um, that were necessary, but um, you know, that's why they pay me the big bucks, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, so much money. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Um, but uh, but for the most part, and I had some serious scheduling snafus this weekend, mm-hmm. and for the most part, and everybody's been very gracious about getting back up to speed and getting mm-hmm. things settled. So overall, I think uh, it's been pretty successful in that respect. Well, that's great. Yeah. You, you um, now. You're going to go back to the August date next time? Or are you yes. Stick a this was an aberration because of just the, with the rescheduling, you know, due to not having last year. Uh-huh. And by the time, you know, through the beginning of this year, it's like, okay, so is everybody, are we going to have time to get everybody vaccinated? Are enough people going to be vaccinated? Uh-huh. Where are we going to be? How safe is it going to be for us to have people in proximity? And the hotel said, hey, so, you know, we do have a weekend in October that's available if you guys wanted to push for two months. And we had to talk about it internally and decided that maybe that was the best thing to do. Yeah. It would give us more time to plan, number one, because we were obviously behind in doing that because you're kind of at that weird standstill. You don't know whether to make plans or if you're going which direction you're headed. Yeah, everything was changing day to day. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we, uh, we decided to go ahead and take them up on that and, and do that. But we're contracted here in August uh, 2022, 2023, and 2024 wow, already. Awesome. So That's great. Yeah. Um, so do you think, um, well, I'm trying to think a way to say this. What are you going to grab from, did you learn anything from this particular con that you're going to um, take on the next year? Or this is, because this is abnormal, this is abnormal. Um, Probably you know, can't take too many lessons from this. Well, because. no, I mean, I think there's always something, right? There's mm-hmm. always something that happens at each con that where you learn something new and, and you can potentially take that on to the next one. If you're not learning something new every con, I, I'm more to the point that I think you're doing something wrong, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That means you're stagnating and that's mm-hmm. not healthy. Um, I mean, I, we did things this, this con that are very different from what we normally do because it's Halloween. So we had a costume contest and yeah. we had Batman was here and we had pictures with Batman and we did trick or treating instead of scavenger hunt. And so, you know, so there were a number of different things that we normally didn't do. We had indoor mini golf instead of boffer tourney because it's raining outside. <laughs> it was upstairs in Skyview and unfortunately we had trouble kind of getting people moving in the right direction. Oh, Saturday was a little better. Um, Friday was really hard. <laughs> um, but the people who were able to, who went up and did it said it was lots of fun and they had a really good time. Um, so it's those kind of things. And it's like, okay, so that was, that was actually popular. So moving forward, it's like, well, if we have the room, you know, do we bring them back? But in August instead, yeah. you know, um, foam sword parties is kind of 
in flux with, you know, Chris being gone now. And so they're, you know, also fluxing. So it's, will they be able to come back next year or will we need to fill in with something else? Cause we like to have that kind of non tabletop thing. Uh -huh. uh, it's really, the families like it and the kids love it. Yeah, I saw part um, of the robo rally. Yeah, that was pretty The cool. live action robo rally. That's the thing yes. you tripped over last night, Polly. Yeah. The yes. robo rally mask. Yes. was not drinking. They that make their own costumes. Did you see the kids? In the, they, we bring I just saw a couple I was getting yeah. on the elevator yeah. and I peeked around. They love it. Adorable. It's very cute. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's always there's always something that, that we take away. And I, th I think this year it's, you know, if we can make it through a pandemic, we can do anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our takeaway. We we survived. We made it through this year. Mm -hmm. um, so we can handle whatever things throw at us moving forward, and we'll be okay. <laughs> we just have to learn to roll with bunches. No, I think you did a great job, and Thank your you. staff was amazing. My uh, staff shout out is to them. incredible. They are mm -hmm. the best people. I have I have managed to coalesce an amazing core group of staff people to the point where I can do things like walk away from the desk and come yeah, talk to you yeah, guys and yeah. things don't explode because I have all of these really great, competent, amazing people that help me out. That's great. And of course yeah. the Bellevue Hilton, uh, Great to work with. I know we, we mm -hmm. work with them yeah. on our, on the OrcaCon side of things. So uh, they've been good. Yeah, they're good. We've had a little, just been a little challenging this year in some respects, but that is, yeah. that is due to things that have gone on. It's not no, under normal circumstances. It's all good. Never have a problem. Yeah. This year's obviously been a little weird. They've got staff, some staffing issues and things like that, but mm -hmm. you know, it's just what it is. So, uh, how does one Hmm. Start registering for next year. Is there a way to do that right after if this convention? you're here, you can walk up to the registration desk and pre-reg for next year. I have not, however, uh, created the con on tabletop for next year yet. I need about a week to decompress and sleep. I bet. And <laughs> then I will, I'm going to take a week to basically try not to think about anything Dragonflight related. Okay. So, so by the time this app thing actually gets up, it probably is when yes. it, it might in, be available. So. In which case, you can either go to dragonflight.org and mm -hmm. do the reg, you know, click reg, you know, register and it'll take you through to tabletop. Or you can go directly to tabletop.events mm -hmm. and search for Dragonflight 42. Wow. And I highly recommend that you register early because that's where you get the good prices. So that's yes. Usually do. So you can book a room because you want to stay. We won't have the room block available probably until it's usually like January okay. when the hotel makes it available to us. Awesome. So you've got a couple months to kind of catch up. But, but don't forget. That was the yes. other surprise actually this year is our room block went crazy. Yeah. We had way more. We didn't know. We were like, are we going to get enough people to stay uh, in the hotel? <laughs> no problem. All right. That's great. It was yeah. really it's always, weird. It's always the scary thing. But yes, yes. Very much so. <laughs> It's like yeah. sit around with your fingers crossed. Please, please, please. Okay. Yeah, because that's in the contract. You got to yeah. you you hit a certain that. number. Yeah, that's in fact. That's the biggest. Uh, that's like the biggest nervous uh, anxiety thing is trying to get those rooms. You know what? The yeah. funny thing is, is it's also the biggest thing. I think people who have don't have any experience running a con, they mm -hmm. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, oddly enough, I it, think it's the tickets. It's not. It's so not. Like, it's, <laughs> it's really not. Yeah. 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 So. Well, Amy, thank yeah. you so thank much you. for being on here. We of love course. having you on. We'll obviously get you does, on again as we run up to the next Orc does, uh, Dragonflight Party. Does this make up for the year that I missed being on the show? Well, well, we talked like three times this year, didn't we? Two or three. Yeah, yeah so, so the multiple right, amount of times yeah. we've talked this year has to make up for the times that we missed. It ought to. Yes. Yeah. Right. But, so. But we were honored because you had made the announcement on our show, exactly. <laughs> the official announcement that wasn't going to happen. We got, we got yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, I that's forgot right. about that. Yeah. Well, you know, what better place to tell everybody? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, and, and, <laughs> and then when Aww. we interview next time, uh, we're pretty sure, knock on wood or plastic, that it will not. That you won't be announcing a cancellation. You'll oh, be oh, announcing yeah, about well, how new new stuff that you'll be doing. Yes. And the best thing about today, it's way less than a year to the next Dragonflight. 
Oh yeah, that's so much better. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm gonna go hide now. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah, way to go, Paul. Thanks, way to go. Paul. That's Lauren's awesome. not stressed out. Mm, okay, so much for sleeping for a week. So, yeah. Amy, before you go, yes. how do they get a hold of you, Dragonfly? Um, what's your Twitter, socials, and all that kind of stuff? To contact Dragonfly. I'm pretty sure that the hashtag is DFGameCon. All one word, I think. Okay. I'm, I'm not so much up on that. I'm. <laughs> Uh, Dragonflight itself has a Facebook page. You can go and search for it. Mm -hmm. um, that's a good way. Info at dragonflight.org. Convention director at dragonflight.org. Registration at dragonflight.org. I'm detecting a pattern here. Are you right? Because, yeah, pretty much. And here's a, here's a funny secret. You could pretty much email anything at dragonflight.org and we'll eventually see it and someone will probably respond to you. <laughs> right. Jeez, right. Even I can awesome. do that. Exactly. Right. My web guy's really good. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Amy. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you, Amy. Yeah, you're welcome. I love talking to Amy. I love Dragonflight. She's great. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. so much fun. I can't believe yeah. I've been 30 years without Dragonflight in my life. What was the... F I'll tell you. Wait. Uh, let's each tell everyone what our, the, the best game. And the best game I enjoyed was Cover Your Assets. Cover Your Assets is a really good That's game. That's a really good game. Yeah. Yeah. I bought it, by the way. Who won? Um, not me. Oh. Was it oh. you, Rebeculous? I don't think so. Was it Barry? I don't win things. Was it other Steve? Mm, I don't know. I can't mean, remember. I mean, two thumbs and won that game. Oh, oh is that what, oh, you're, is that you? what you're building us? Of course. Oh, my God. It'd be a little more oh, obvious. My God. That that's that's because you, you pulled out your privilege card. And uh, <laughs> you took all the assets. Yeah, you did, <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> Middle-aged white dude wins. Typical, the typical <laughs> the game. Boom. Is the reality. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great game. We should it's do a um, cover your ass. Do a game review of it too uh, soon. We need to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now wait. Great. Did okay? Did we? Uh, did what's your favorite game, Blue Samurai? That was it. That that's what I. Do you want that to know my favorite game? Oh, I thought that was his. Okay. Have another beer, Rebeculous. Uh, what was yeah. your favorite game, Paul? My favorite game Still, Paul? Play is always Skull. Skull was great, too. Because I always Gosh. played Skull, and so did other Steve. Um, and uh, playing blind is so much fun because there's so much risk. You have no uh -huh. idea what you're doing. That was fun. I'm glad you're willing to do that. You set out, and then you make the new bid. Um, but you have no idea what you're betting on because you're playing blind. You just put the cards face down. And yeah. that is my favorite thing. That was so, fun. Yeah. Play the, random, the random thing really throws things off. Well, it breaks the game. And so Barry's banned. I, I, don't, I don't think it breaks it. Uh, well, says Barry it says it does. So I mean, Barry makes the rules. Well, if he's not playing... <laughs> well, what about you, Rebeculous? Well, I liked, uh, as always, I like, uh, gosh, what was the one game we played with the spies where there's two spies? And the Resistance? Yes. I always like playing that, even though I, I'm still a little slow on the pickup of certain things. Um, and mm -hmm. I definitely liked both of the games you guys mentioned. Um, I actually really liked... <laughs> Two games. One of them was one that I was badgered into playing just before I left um, Dragonflight, and that is a cute little game called The Builders, which I oh. really, really liked. It's a good game. Thank you. I Thank really you. liked it, and I'm going to get it because it's really a neat game. It's a the good Builders. game, depending on who you play with. If you play with, you know, unfun people. I played with my bully, and I still had fun. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but, you didn't um, want to play anything. I totally didn't. I was tired. I wanted to go home, and you made me play. Thank you. Um, and I also uh, always like um, uh, uh, the little one, Dungeon 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 Mayhem. Dungeon Mayhem. But yeah. now I know that's a little older. It's not that new, and uh, uh, still but I yeah. liked it. I guess I mentioned it because we played with what eight people? Did we have eight people? We did around that table and it changed the game. It yes. changed it to have it eight does. people. Does. I didn't even yes. get a shot. I didn't even get a shot. All these people just pummeled me and others. I had one yeah. turn. Well, yeah. you have a you have a punchable 
So that's why people have got a yeah. written house face. You're not the first person. Oh, too soon, Polly. <laughs> it wow. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's, it's not. Never too soon. It's not. Please. So, he does have um, a bunch of the face. But I remember you telling me, Rebeculous, the best new game that you discovered, and that was Anapora? <gasps> Anapora. I'm not sure why this is so hard for you. It is a a mountain in the Alps. It is the lesser known mountain, but it is Annapurna. And I guess you can see that. Uh, It's a really cool game. I passed by the table a couple different Mm -hmm. times, and then I drew me back in, and I uh, met the creator, Rebecca Horowitz, and uh, talked to her for a little bit, and it looked really fun, and I didn't have the time to play it um, there. Um, but I have since played it at home. I've played it three times. There's a solo player version as well as uh, teams. Yes, there's. um, I love when people include, even if it's afterwards, a solo player version. I think that's great. I love that. Um, And so I did play this finally, and um, I there's three ways you can can win or lose, and Uh I, I hit all those ways. I played three games solo, and I lost twice in the two different ways a solo player can lose. And then I finally won at the end. And then Yay. I stopped playing because I won and I want to keep it like that for a little oh, bit. Good. Um, but it's a beautiful game. It's easy. It's cards, uh, pyramid of cards, and there's different instructions. And it's basically you are through cards in your imagination, climbing the, uh, the Alp that is known as Annapurna. Mm-hmm. And she did the art. I believe, right? Yeah. She did the art. She's That's an amazing. artist and the game right. creator. She did everything. Let's um, not spoil the interview, though. Let's okay. Okay. Fine. Right. Let's do Mine that. Still Paul. All right. Well, wow. let's, uh, wow. let's listen in on Go the to your corners. Go to your corners. Let's, li- let's listen to the interview yes. right about now. Now? Okay. Hey, nerds. This is Rebeculous, Geeks of Cascadia, and we are here with Becca Horovitz. She has created this uh, awesome game you may have heard of or seen called Annapurna. Annapurna. And um, I learned a lot about it just recently. I learned how it's the most dangerous mountain in the world. And I learned a little bit about their game. Um, it's a beautiful game, beautiful cards. The art artistry is great. And it seems a lot easier to learn than I thought. But without further ado, um, welcome, Becca. And can you tell us how you, I don't know, how you thought to make this game? Well, um, this is my first game. It was fi- It's five years in the making. It's finally out, and yeah. it started as cool. a way to test mechanics for a much more complicated game that I realized I probably shouldn't start my design <laughs> career with a full-blown <laughs> RPG. So, And we were having fun testing out the mechanics using the mountain and flipping over cards much more than trying to figure out how to get two different classes of swords fighters to, you know, work together. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's how this started. And then we, it's a pyramid shape. What are we going to do with a pyramid shape? Well, Everest is a bit overdone and everyone's heard of it. We don't want to encourage people to climb the pyramids because that's illegal. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, let's do Annapurna. I don't, what, what's Annapurna? Oh, it's the most, why is no one talking about it? Oh, because people die. Yes. <laughs> Lots. Lots of people. Oh. Lots of people died. Yeah, could you give the elevator pitch about the game? Um. Um, well, Annapurna, as she said, is the most dangerous mountain in the world, and you can climb it safely from your own home without, you know, raising yeah. your insurance. So we designed a game where uh, you lay out uh, cards in a mountain shape and flip them over to climb to the top. The problem is that the cards have yin or yang's symbols on them, and the obje- object objective is to balance them however the cards also have effects and you're dealing with other players so while you're climbing you're attempting to balance your mountain be more balanced than the other players while you're trying to decide whether or not you're placing a card down for its effects for its yin or yang or if you want to put it on someone else's mountain or if you're going to bluff because if you put it down they're going to switch it out again and then you might want to put the card you actually want to put down okay so there's a lot of different levels of um strategy to this it's as it's as competitive as you want it to be because we also have a cooperative version and during the kickstarter we uh reached our goal and we did a team's version of the rules. And since the Kickstarter happened during the pandemic, we also released a solo version of the rules. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of different ways to play the game and all of them involve balance and um, a little bit of chaos and a little bit of memory. All right. I love that I love that idea of the balance and I got to see the cards and, and how that kind of works. 
um, and I like it as opposed to a, a dice rolling, like a simple dice rolling thing. So that was that was kind of neat. What um, what made you steer away from dice? Not that there's anything wrong with dice. Dice are great, but you know. Um, well, we wanted something. The the cards were originally it was just positive and negative values, but we wanted to do something that represented the culture of the area that Annapurna is. It's in Nepal. And Annapurna has a bunch of different cultures that kind of melt together there. There's Taoism, Buddhism, and a lot of the different um, religions from India as well. So we wanted to use the yin-yang symbol, and we wanted to incorporate Annapurna because it, the goddess Annapurna is said to live up there. Um, yes, the goddess of plenty. Okay. Um, and so we wanted to incorporate the Buddhist symbol of symbol the the mandalas so there are mandalas hidden in every single card so we wanted to try and show the 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 rich culture of the area and incorporate that into the mechanics as well i, I think awesome. that i think that's wonderful that uh you know you actually did kind of the research and be respectful of those cultures and religions instead of just kind of coming up with a it's not just coming up with a fun game and trying to get something out of it, but you actually kind of dove a little deeper into this. So thank you very much. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We worked with some cu- cultural consultants, and I and I ended up changing the cover of the rule book a couple times to represent Anna Annapurna um, correctly, and it was really interesting to 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 find out about what she represented in, in the culture. So this is your first game that you've developed. Yes. yes. Okay, and so we have had tons of game designers uh, on our sh- on our show and what i love is the scrappiness of game designers trying to get out there so uh pretty much i'm uh, letting the listeners know you know you can't you're not gonna make be a, be a millionaire off this right i mean it's, it's it's hard work and uh can you tell me can you tell us what you what you have to kind of juggle with trying to get a game out because you obviously you also have another you probably have an actual job that you have to put food on the table or, or is this it this, this is, is this is what i'm doing currently okay that's why i'm going to four wow. conventions in two months great wow <laughs> right um yeah so. and, and i've noticed that's what game designers do they yeah. they have to go from convention to convention to convention to really push their stuff so yeah so the the hardest thing is figuring out sales you have to it's not just advertising. You need to be active in the community. And that's really hard for me because I'm an introvert yeah. and don't like doing social media. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to be more active on, on Discord and posting things. But it's, it's, that's what's going to help you because it, the community mm-hmm. reacts well to being treated like a community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so getting out there and doing any game designer who's out there and wants to get in, that's what I'm recommending. Be part of the community if you want to get noticed because the community will help you when you've uh, helped them. All right. Absolutely. And this took you five years. That's uh, Rule books are hard. It's hard. Um, <laughs> I've seen professionally done rule books and like within five minutes of reading them I've known that this is you did not work on the rule books as long as you worked on the game. It's super important. If, like, if I open a rule book and I don't like it, I just don't play the game. So, yeah. We powered through a couple, but that were a bit hard to figure out. Like, that's that's what playthroughs and Let's Plays are for. Yeah. Um, but that's what... that It was like three years of art and then testing and then two years of figuring wow. out how to <laughs> do a rule book because yeah. it has to be understandable not just by gamers but by people who aren't gamers uh-huh. so that was that and then people uh, what's the quote um a person is smart people are dumb and panicky. Yeah. so it's and it's the, and they're different so having a rule say one thing is going to be interpreted one way and having it in and another person's going to interpret another way. So we we rewrote cards like five times because we knew what we wanted them to do. Yeah. But getting that across. Yeah. Uh, that's a different story. Yeah, the language is, is super important. So yeah, I like there's just experience that this morning playing other games. I have interpreted these simple little sentences and yeah, there's not the way that I was supposed to interpret them. Yeah, there's one card that says uh, first card you flip up flip face up in a row so Uh we have rows um in the pyramid but some people think of in a row as first card Mm -hmm. second card Mm -hmm. third card okay so Uh we mean in the row as opposed to in the column yeah so having someone interpret it like that instead of uh the numerical sequence Uh 
it, it's it's a toss-up. We had uh, it was few enough people interpreted it that way that, and we explicitly say it in the rules mm. that this is a row, but still. <laughs> <laughs> so, Becca, a lot of the uh, folks that we talked to, game designers, one of the the costly things about a game is uh, getting the art. I did the art. Uh, I know you did the art. That's what I love. So, <laughs> if you're an artist, that's really good. So, talk, talk to us about your art. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. Um, um, it started out with everything. having. I started out hand-drawing stuff, and I had Photoshop. So, then I was putting hand-drawn things into Photoshop and then drawing stuff um, around it and doing the layout of the card. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through, I got a tablet, and that made things like 300 times easier. Mm-hmm. So then I was able to add a little bit more effects and do some more stuff digitally. So, But I still kept the, every single card has at least mm-hmm. one hand-drawn aspect in it, and every single card has a mandala in it somewhere. Wow, cool. And those were the yeah, two things that, that I tried to keep to. That is, that is really awesome. I mean, it's such an advantage for a game designer also to be their own artist for it, because yeah. it's like... it. it it saves you about 25% of the cost, sometimes 50% of the cost. How did you go about, uh, what was your direction in trying to source this out and try to create it? Like, where did you go to, and uh, was that a challenge for you? You mean, like, with testing and stuff? Well, not just testing, but manufacturing it and everything. Um, I mean, I went to PAX Unplugged. Uh, I've been there since the first year, and mm-hmm. I basically, uh, the people who... M- publish games the people who make the game parts that are there and are trying to get people to use their company so you'll get like little boxes full of their of examples of their work and that was one thing you you can look at and then you get pamphlets and then you do research and i eventually just ended up going with a company that was suggested to me by a friend that he uses personally um and same with the, the distribution company it's uh we trusted what the close friend said we ended up using hit point sales they're great and we ended up using his production company as well. Awesome. And what about the Kickstarter stuff? How, were you a little scared? Was this obviously your first Kickstarter? Uh, uh, it, like I said, you need to get into the community. And I don't mm-hmm. think I did as much because I didn't know how. Um, but I ended up doing, um, I made ads. I posted ads in different places. I did podcasts. I did reviewers. But a lot of it was, the Kickstarter ended up being a lot of family and friends and then word of mouth from family and friends. So um, if you can, if you have a wide enough circle that you, of the community that, that you are in to help, that's, that's great. But you're also going to be relying, like the first 25% like of any Kickstarter is going to be family and friends. And then after that, it's going to be the community seeing that, oh, there's enough to make the goal succeed. Now I'll jump in. Because yeah. that's one of the biases I've been told about, basically. Once the Kickstarter is almost succeeding or has succeeded, more people will jump on because they know it's not going to fail. That's true. That's a good point. So if you have enough, uh, enough family and friends to get you to the, the low goal, which is one of the reasons you might yeah. want to set a low goal, right. then people, more people, that, that's what people try and get, you know, the bandwagon, the cascade effect after yeah. it succeeded. Right. So, and... And what are the next steps for you? I'm working on another game and taking a, and I'm going to take a break from this, but I also have expansions that I would like to test. But as much as you can test digitally, Mm -hmm. uh, I need to be able to see if it still works on a table. And until I feel safe going out to my local college, which is Uh where one of the places where I play test, Mm -hmm. uh, that might be on hold. Um, the other game that I'm, t- uh, that I'm designing is, fortunately, it sh- can only be tested online because it involves 3D printing stuff, and I don't have a 3D printer. Okay. Uh, okay. And I'm not going to print 200 copies of iterations <laughs> of it every time I want to change one piece. So uh, online it is for now. Right. Makes and sense. and I, I imagine your is your goal to just kind of do this independently, or would you like to be picked up by maybe a larger company, or what, what's... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I, well, I, the fact you're creating, though, that, that's good. That's good for now. Right? I'm excited. So, I was excited yeah. to see that uh, you've got the one player. I'm always like just me and my partner or myself, you know. Yeah, and, the, uh, that's really cool that you have adjusted mm-hmm. it to cooperative and single player. And it's neat. a I like that. pretty versatile game. I've, I've seen people play it completely wrong, and it still works. It looks very it looks very portable. Not tons of things. Not tons of pieces. Yeah, we have um, we have a little bag that appeals that to me. If we do the expansion, and if you. If you play here with me today, I'll give you one of the bags. Sure. Um, the entire game f- uh, fits in this portable bag. It was one of the Kickstarter goals. Cool. 
So. Oh. No, it looks great. It looks beautiful. Thank you. Have you always been, you've probably always been an artist, right? Just yeah. drawing since you I I've kid. been doing too many hobbies since I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. So, Becca, what, what other games do you play? I mean, what, what, what do you yeah, like? Yeah. What do you like? I like things that are completely opposite to this. <laughs> I like Mansions of Madness, which is terrifying in a completely mm-hmm. different way. Um, and I like some really stupid games by Cyanide and Happiness. Sorry, Cyanide. Yeah, Cyanide and Happiness. The you know that one? No, no. no. Oh, <laughs> never heard about that. I one. like the title though. Yeah, um, cool. It's a stick figure comic on the lines of okay. XKCD. Okay. And it's a lot more vulgar. Okay. So, we like vulgar. Yeah. Yes. Two thirds of the time. So the most recent <laughs> one that I bought was it's the trolley. You know, you know the the. The, the trolley problem, the... Yes. Yeah, yes. It's so that, mm-hmm. but so basically on one track, you, you play one card, mm-hmm. um, and it's the good thing, and then the other people will play bad bad things or positive and negative stuff, but like on your track, you might have, this is Gandhi, and then someone <laughs> might put Hitler next to him, and yeah. on theirs, they have a unicorn and puppies, but you might put a modifier that the puppies are actually um, secretly serial killers. <laughs> which, so the person whose turn it is, which track are you going to run the trolley oh over? Oh my god, yeah. that sounds great. And it's horrible. That sounds great. Oh geez. Well, Becca, how do, we, uh, how do people get a hold of you and how do people get a hold of your game? Um, we have the game in a, a few stores around the... the Sorry, the around around the um, continental United States. I don't think we have any Hawaii yet or Alaska, but we have. Um, it's in a few local game stores, but if it's mm-hmm. not in your local game store, you could tell them to carry it, mm-hmm. please. Um, or you could go onto our website, annapernaboardgame.com, and buy it there. Great. Great. Uh, thank you so much for coming on our show. Yes, thank, thank you for you. coming You're here. Very yeah. busy. Thank I you for taking time out for that. That's great. Well, thank you for having me. It was and, a lot of fun. Yeah. Right. Good luck. And when you make it really super big, please remember us. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> was that cool? Was that cool? Was I wrong? Great. No, I wasn't. I love wrong. talking to Becca. Great. Yes, she Becca's is. fantastic. Really good. And really, I mean, to do all the art and the game, like everything. By yourself, well, like that's, that's kind of cool. Best, that's the best thing. Though. If you, yeah. you're a game designer and you're an artist, oh man, you'd like you cut your cost half practically. Yeah. Um, you still gotta work hard and come up with all totally ideas. And, and she's definitely marketing. doing that. I mean, my oh, gosh. Yeah. If you yeah. actually have the game, we need to you need to get together and play the game. We should. I haven't played with other uh, people yet. Yeah, you, so, you sent me a yeah. text about getting together about stuff. You didn't send text to Blue Samurai, I'm sure, because no. Shh, wow. Don't tell him. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> but I, I know that uh what isn't she she's still going to other cons, right? She she's is. Going she's going to PAX Unplugged. PAX Unplugged, oh. as everyone probably knows already, although I'm going to tell you anyway, is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, not the mm. other Philadelphia, um, December 10th, 11th, and 12th. Badges are available. She's going to be there talking to people, showing off her game. Go talk to Becca and Aparna. She's she's awesome. She's very approachable she's awesome. and very, she just like draws you in. And she actually has the game right there to buy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And anyone named Rebecca or, you know, I mean, I know I'm Rebeculous, not Rebecca, but it's the yeah. Rebecca part, you know? I mean, we're like kindred spirits, mm-hmm. man. That's all I'm saying. I wonder if she'll come to work on. Of course. She, we talked to her in the interview about that. She's mm. not coming. Yeah. <laughs> were you guys there? That's right. Well, you know, I. I know we talked to a bunch of people and everything gets muddy and no one ever remembers what they podcast. (laughs) When you you get older, Polly, you'll realize what it is for the memory to go. Well, she's probably listening or watching. And guess what? She should come. (laughs) She should. Maybe she should. Because we like her. She'll talk to us. She'll come talk. I wish you well. I hope you people buy all your stuff. Absolutely. So we can't talk about Shang-Chi because Rebecca hasn't seen it. Right. Can you talk about it without spoiling anything? Yeah, um, he's really good at martial arts. Really good. I okay. did a great job in many of the scenes. It's really enjoyable. You should just watch it. Just just watch it. 
Now, did you have a stunt double, Blue Samurai, or did you do all your own stunts? No, I did my own stunts. Did Did you? Wow. Uh It's really impressive. How many cuts? How many cuts do you have? All all the time is like, no, no cuts. Cuts himself just to feel. Mm. That's right. You cut yourself with butter knives, don't you? (laughs) How about Wheel of Time? I love it. Wheel of Time? Wheel of Time? You haven't watched it? You haven't watched it, Rebeculous? I've never even heard of it. I'm sorry. Are you not a nerd? You turn in your nerd. Oh my god, fake nerd. Oh, I'm gonna let me turn in my oh nerd my card. <laughs> did, you, did you at least read the books by Robert Jordan called yeah. Field of Time, the series? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go now. Oh my <laughs> Paul, did you read the books? I read the books. Brandon Sanderson uh, tidied mm-hmm. it up nicely because um, uh-huh. um, the best thing that happened to the book, book series was Robert Jordan dying. So. I've had enough Tanchico, man. They spent like a um, book and a half in Tanchico. So I guess we can't spoil it yet because it's kind of early, or we can, I don't know if we, we should spoil it, probably not. But what do uh, you think about the departure from the books? Uh, you know what? I'm okay with the departure. Um, if we're, if we're going to um, tidy this, this mm-hmm. 13 book series that should have been six or seven up uh-huh. into, like, so yeah, yeah, Perrin kills his wife. Sure, he's got a wife now, but doesn't now. That's great. I'm okay with that. Was she was she nagging (laughs) him? Was she nagging him to clean up the garage or something? Was she nagging him? That's exactly it. Right. See that that deserves a killing. I mean, you know. Right. Yeah, I I don't know why. I mean, obviously, as a you know, kind of one of those nerds that doesn't like it when you depart from the book, I, I was, you know, a little little upset but overall i, I like it i mean i, I like the series uh, i just hope that if they're going to change parent's background where you know he had a wife and everything then then i'd like to know i mean what's what, the yeah. i mean what, what are they trying to do well what we're going to find out I'm, I'm okay with it i um like tidying up from um sci-fi authors because they tend mm-hmm. to get out of hand um like because because they can like Dune, <laughs> like, like, let's just reel that back a little bit. <laughs> it's like, let's tidy that up because that's kind of a mess. After Frank Herbert yeah. dies, his son like makes a mess of the whole damn thing. Yeah, um, I don't but- mind departures <laughs> from books if they are for a reason, if they are for mm-hmm. a plot reason, or more importantly, if you can't fit it all in a movie. Yeah. You know. And, yeah. You know, so that that. Right. I don't know. Oh, speaking that. of um, Herbert, what about Dune? Do you guys watch Dune? I did. I did. Did you like it? Too much uh, Too much sand. So so much sand. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure you weren't surprised that it ended um, in the middle. You know, I, I'm actually, I like this one. Um, I, I didn't have any, any issues with it or anything like that. Uh, I don't I mean, I remember the, the was it 1980s version yeah, that's, of the movie. Oh God, yes. Oh um, my God. But it's like they they put so much in a short period. I'm kind of glad that they're breaking it up, personally. So yeah, I I haven't seen it because of I'm going to I guess because you're not the first people I've had this conversation with, but I am so absolutely velcroed to the 80s movie. I, I just everything about wow. it. Just oh my god! I love David Lynch. Wow. I you know love Kyle MacLachlan, and then let's not forget Sting in a loincloth, shall you know, we? I always wanted more Duncan Idaho. Come on. And now Which, that Duncan Idaho is the sexiest man alive. Yeah, Jason Momoa. I thought you, Rebeculous. You told me Jason Momoa is might nice. might turn me to yeah. the other team. <laughs> that was your words, by the way, not mine. And I stand by them, sir. Look up <laughs> look up North Shore. Everyone has to watch North Shore. Jason Momoa plays the sexy, wizened bartender in North Shore. It's wizened. Wizened? Is it wizened? I think so. I think it's wizened. I don't know. <laughs> I think can, it's we ta- can we talk about how the name Duncan Idaho is not the best sci-fi name? I still don't think it's the best sci-fi. Come on, Duncan uh, Idaho. It reminds me of some guy in the mega hat in Idaho. In the pickup. <laughs> I mean, that's what it reminds me of. I mean, come on. This predates that. Um. Yeah. Well, it's no blue. Hey, my name. But... My name's Duncan Idaho. <laughs> I mean, come on. 
I don't know. It's good. Um, reminds me of Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin'. It just, um, I don't know. It just seems like to me, if you're doing a sci-fi book, you could come up with a better name. What would your main character's name be? What's your main character's name? Or a character. It doesn't have to be a main character. What would, what, because I know that you have thought of characters' names before, because we all Look, have. I, I have an awesome character called Prim, right? Silverwing. What a great name. It's <laughs> a good name. Uh, or how about a tabaxi uh, bard called Happy Tracker Meow Meow? Boy, that's a good Possibly name. one of the best names Probably. in all of D&D. Cool. Happy Tracker, Happy Tracker Meow Meow and your good name for a ranger. Banjo. Yes. Some such thing. Okay, kids, don't look at Belkabong on Urban Dictionary. And then no, um, still Paul. So Paul had what was his name? The first character of Warlock. Um, Upari. That was pretty cool. Upari. Oh, Upari Featherman. That's my yeah. Marvel Puzzle Quest sign in name because no. everything else was taken. So I stole that <laughs> years ago. So you said, that is a cool that is a cool name. That's yeah, you said you got where? Where was that? Was that a Star Wars? Well, something? before Kyber crystals existed, um, because Star Wars, um, Upari was the name of the crystal that was in the um, lightsaber. So I used that plus my WoW um, realm mm-hmm. feather. It's a great That's perfect. That's actually perfect. a really, really great perfect. name. Is that yeah. enough? I love it. That's really good. I think that's, that's terrific. That's, I'm sorry, that is better than Duncan Idaho. Good job. It is. It is better than Duncan Idaho. And I can see Jason Momoa being an Upari Featherman. Upari Featherman. Oh, my God. Excuse me. Heck yeah. Are we allowed to cuss? Can I say? No, we're back. Where? No. It's a different podcast. Um, All right. Do you you bleep my my cussing? No. Still fall? Oh, good. Sometimes. If, if, If there's a lot of it, I do. Okay. Well, that's fucking great. Maybe Gee. if you ever watched or listened to the podcast, then uh-huh. I, I, oh. So I think that wraps it up. I think it does. I, I think we've got everything in. I want Thanks. to thank everyone. I want to thank you for joining us, Blue Samurai. Thanks, Thanks for joining sorry. us. <laughs> sorry, I, about that. I owe you guys something. Um, but I do want to thank you heard it. out there and those that actually subscribe. All two of you. Actually, there's really more than two. But um, like four. thank you so much because uh, that's the only reason we do this. And we uh, we like it. It keeps, you know, keeps our mental health when we do this. So thank you all for staying with us. We're sorry this has been slow, but, you know, we're, we all got stuff we got to do. And we didn't uh, stay on top of the technology for COVID. And we're all essential workers, blah, blah, blah. But we're getting better. And we got content. Not having conventions really killed us. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get our content. We just that's how we get all of our, our interviews is, is um, we show up to conventions. And without conventions, it's hard to just do these things. Are we gonna podcast from the that pony, my little pony convention? Are we gonna do that? Um, Should we do actually, that? Actually, we I already signed you up as our role <laughs> reporter. Yes. Um, okay. and so you'll be there. You have a ten dollar per diem. Sigh. It'll be great. You'll be great. I don't know. So, do I have to so, dress up? Yeah. Um, yes, we got a suit. We're all ready to go. It's okay. just, it's just the back. It's just the, the butt. Body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saw that. Saw that a mile away. So, Thank anyway, you. with that, embrace the nerd, and I hope you make that suit. <laughs>